Welcome to the PR Moment Podcast. Produced in association with the Marketeers Network. Welcome to the PR Moment Podcast. Just a couple of quick plugs. If you enjoy the show, don't forget you can subscribe on iTunes. And if you like what you hear, it would be great if you could give us a decent review. We also have a couple of events coming up. Um, and if you enjoy the podcast, I reckon there's a more than decent chance that you'll enjoy these events. The first is the Global Reputation Forum that's taking place in Oxford on July the 3rd. This is a new kind of event for the PR and commerce community. It's all about what makes a good and bad reputation. And interestingly, there are no communication speakers at this event. Our speakers are politicians, journalists and CEOs. The second event I wanted to flag is our annual Future of Influence event. This was a sellout in 2018 and clearly unbiased, but I reckon the programme is even stronger this year. Both events are on the homepage of PRMoment.com. OK, plugs over. This week on the PRMoment podcast, I'm pleased to welcome founder and MD of CalPR, Sean Morgan. CalPR is a consumer PR shop in London with a fee income of circa £3 million. What's interesting about Cal is that despite its relatively small size, it punches well above its weight creatively and has done for basically the last 18 years. So I wanted to discover from Sean how they have managed to do this. Sean, welcome to the PR Moment podcast. Hello. Sean, you launched Cal in the year 2000. How have the last 18 years been for you? They've gone a little bit quickly, I have to say. But <laughs> um, I think I'd be lying if I said it was all sort of massively plain sailing. You know, sort of uh, any agency that started up 18 years ago has gone through a number of recessions. Mm. Um, and, you know, through our own sort of structure, we I started up with, uh, with another colleague called Dirk Singer. And then probably 10 years ago, we actually sort of went our separate ways. I think we'd actually... Uh, gone as far as we could together and I think we did great stuff but I think we both had different objectives at that time um, and I sort of left doing it sort of hand solo um, right. and I say hand solo but uh, it probably wasn't actually it was uh, it was a, with a great number of uh, amazing cows who are still with me to this day so uh, so it's all very a team effort. Okay and, and that's interesting you mentioned that so ups and downs and that's it's a it's a nice um, uh, opening, I suppose, because I, I think there's there's always a temptation with business owners to say, oh, it's, we've always grown and we've got twenty percent every year for the last twenty years, but that's rarely the reality of things, is it? No. So just just talk me through that. Um, frankly, the, if you if you run a business for eighteen years, it's highly unlikely to have grown every year. I mean, sometimes no. some miracle, but it's no shame in the fact that it hasn't. So just just talk me through. Uh, what what those sorts of when those sort of problems were were they linked to the the economy uh, and and what did you do to overcome those those challenging times I suppose um, I think you know was it really the economy I don't know I think I think sometimes you do um, stupid things in business and one of the <laughs> stupid things that we actually did was um, was we moved office right. and handed our keys in a day late maybe this be a note for everyone else right. which means that you're then um, liable to pay that rent for another four to five years no. so for four to five years we were paying double rent which in London is you are Mental. kidding me. No, I'm not kidding you. Um, so I think, you know, really we probably should have shut the doors and just sort of gone, actually, let's not bother. Right. Um, set, up, and instead, set, up, set up cows PR. Yeah, like set right. up something different. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just a little bit stubborn on those kind of things. And I thought we had a good brand and uh, and I I just didn't want to give up on it. And presumably so you, tried, you tried 
with the lawyers to get out of it, but they, you we, were, we did, you were done. we did. There was another way of getting out, and I must admit, uh, Dirk had actually done a law degree, so he was very sort of savvy in that in right. that respect, and did get us out. But we'd okay. actually, uh, we had accountants at the time, and we had two with two companies. We had an LLP, and we had another company, um, and we transferred funds into the other company, which which we had first taken our rent out with. Um, and those funds were like half a million pounds, which we then lost and had to give over to the uh, to the sort of um, the guys who had our our office wow. in Scrutton Street. So all of a sudden, it's a it's just one of those things that you can't write in a business book. No, but, and, I could but this tell was you a while back, right? So that, when was this? this yeah, this was, was ten years ten, ago. Over ten years ago. No, it was about eight years ago, actually. Okay. Yeah. Blimey. Yeah, I can only imagine your your blood pressure as the full reality of that situation. Well, came I to was bear. on holiday in France, and it was one right. of those things where you just go, "No, that's absolutely rubbish. That's insane. That can't be true." But actually, it is. So, uh, wow. Yeah, premises has always scared me. Yeah, as, uh, and I, I'm overly well. I thought I was overly paranoid about it, but maybe I'm not hearing that story. But oh, um, do you know, it was just stupid, bad wow. advice, and stupidity. Wow. But. Um, so yeah. that was a challenge. That was a um, challenge. So you had to, you, you, but you kept it going through that. Um, yeah, we did. Um, any other any other highlights that we should? Um, <laughs> I think everything has their sort of personal things. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, you know, I personally had bad, uh, you know, some bad health. I had breast cancer a couple of years ago, but wow. around exactly the same time as all of this sort of blew up. To be honest. Oh no. Um, so it was just all this sort of, you know, huge amount of uh, stress at the time, but. That's then, that's then and that, you know, I I sort of had amazing clients, amazing team. As I say, that amazing team is still with me, most of them. So it's kind of, uh, it's just one of of those life challenges. But I think that makes you a little bit stronger and it kind of just makes you a little bit more determined, which I am. And, you know, I still get a kick out of cow. I still like walking into work and I love the people I work with and I get a kick out of the work. So, uh I don't see it as a. That's just that's in the past. The, you know, the sort well, of the future is now. I mean, and just on the other bit of that, which I think is just worth because it's interesting, it's worth talking about, is that very often in in partnerships, you you, you, know, you go into business with somebody, yeah. and you know that that doesn't necessarily have to be forever, does it? Um, no. And it doesn't need to to be an overly controversial end. But it's interesting that no. um, you both went your separate ways, and on on the face of it, that. You found a way to make that work, so that's which is um, something that, that must have must have been difficult at the time. But presumably, for you, you, you got I, through. It. I think we were doing very different work. So I was kind of, you know, Dirk was very tech orientated, very sort of social um, and online, and really wanted an ambition to to sort of make that one work. And and I was the sort of more creative side of things so the creative campaigns the consumer creative campaigns and I just you know the clients we had at the time were were in that field Um, and that was one of the ambitions of cow anyway so it was kind of just a natural thing it was a natural thing to just go our separate ways fine now one of the things that that listeners might not be aware of but is is definitely worth talking about is that quite a few um, by no means all but quite a few of the, the PR's most successful creative minds have at one time or another worked at Cow and I, yeah. I, no doubt you would argue uh, a number of them still do and I'm sure <laughs> that's right um, do you see yourself as a bit of a, a, a PR creativity school I think that would be an amazing legacy right. um, I, I you know I'd like to think that Cow's played a, a part in sort of lots of people's careers not just the sort of the creatives out there you know obviously um people like dan glover were were sort of quite early on their career when they came with um came to cow um mark perkins was with us for 10 years 
Um, so ten I think years is a long time. Ten isn't years it? is. I didn't realise it was as long time. as that. Okay. Yeah, he sort of left, went to Frank, came back. Right. Um, and and sort of you know he's a he's an insanely dear friend of mine actually, um, and just very clever. Um, and then and then we've we've now got sort of um, someone called Matt Wilcock, who I think is uh, also insanely creative and talented. But he's been with so, you for a little while now, hasn't he? He's, oh, he's been yeah. over ten years. Yeah, so sense. we, you know, Matt started off as an intern. Right. So so I would say maybe there is some homegrown. You know, we're kind of. Um, it's interesting. Have you ever hired? Never a senior a creative. creative person. They've always grown from always grown. within. Always grown. I hadn't thought about that before. That's that's um, you, you know, don't, obviously senior. I can tell the way you're, you're. That's not coincidence. That's uh, no, it's not a coincidence. It's kind of um, you know. I, I don't think we have a sort of set way of doing something, but um, I think when someone has actually grown with you, um, they grow that ambition with you. You okay. know, and it's kind of yeah, it's sort of come within. You know, I'm. I don't particularly like dull PR. I like exciting PR. I like something that makes me smile. Um, you know, I like to challenge brands. I like, you know, all of those things. Everything, this, everything is just instilled in people that they have to actually just sort of take the ordinary and make it a little bit more extraordinary. And that's all it is. It's tweaking what the ordinary is. Okay. Um, so, yes, yeah, all homegrown. Okay. Um, you feel cow into a, a three million pound PR firm over 18 years as I say L- looking back what are the bits that make you most proud do you think um, I thought this was quite difficult actually because you're always looking at the future and you're never really looking at it sort of respectively um, I think probably the thing that makes me most proud is we set off we sort of set the agency up with with sort of three principles which was to be people first it was to to drive creativity and to actually um, really sort of try and make a difference to, to sort of the, the business that we were actually working in and, and our clients' business. Um, you know, if I actually sort of sit in care now, I, I can probably say if you walked in there and said, do you actually enjoy your, your job? 100% of people would actually say they do. So where people first is very sort of smoke and mirrors with a lot of agencies, I think I can honestly hand on heart say, actually, you know, people are your bigger assets. You have to invest in them, and we do. Uh, how many people are there at Cara? There's usually around 25 to 30. Okay. Which is quite a nice size for that sort of thing, isn't it? It's it's, a, a, it's a much easier to size. Yeah. I mean, but if you, you were a 200-person agency... Mm, I disagree. Okay, go on. I still think right. you can use those principles, actually. Right. And I, I think you've just got to be incredibly strict to actually, you know, take out all the nonsense and all the, you know, the sort of the politics... I think it can crucify an agency, so it's easy to remove that. Okay, um, but it's not a cause. What I was thinking mm, was maybe it's a cause and effect thing that you've kept it at that at that sort of numbers of people yeah, deliberately. You might be or right. okay, but you know we've we've been sort of fifty in the past, and that right. ethos is exactly so the it's same. Worked. Okay. Yeah, right. you know, and secondly, I think sort of creative output is is consistent. So. You know, it's in our DNA, and if you actually lay the campaigns from sort of 18 years across the floor, you've got quite a good little booty going on there, actually. Is it? Yeah, there's some nice campaigns. But do you mean that they all have a sort of... Is there an accent of work that links the lot? Or, I think if or... you lay cow campaigns back to back from early days to now, there's a big similarity in how okay. they actually look and what they do. Um, I don't think they age, but, you know, some obviously age quite a lot. But most of them have, you know, at them, it's this sort they're of... They're still funny. They're still... They've got a sense of humour to most of them. OK. Um, 
uh, or they just do something. You know, I, I kind of like at the end of the day, it's sort of changing perceptions is what we, our job is is actually. You know, but it's it's sort of what have they actually done? You know, recently we did a campaign for Santander. Um, it's called the SAS thing, and I think that sort of summed summed up to me of how we actually sort of try and deliver things. You know, it was, it was born out of something which is you know old people over 60s more likely to sort of suffer from fraud my mum who's in her 80s actually had this it's affected her health it's affected her confidence so we we drove this out we had 11,000 OAPs come come around who actually just went into into sort of Santander banks and I think when you sit back and you go home you go actually I did all right today yeah so that's kind of thing okay um Anything else makes you most proud? So no. it's, the, it's the work and the people. I think it's, and it's the, those three and principles the, okay. which we always look at. Okay. Um, I was interested when you, you told me you have a, an arts degree um, and then a postgrad in journalism. I do. Now, you know, I didn't, to be honest, I haven't really thought about this in, until you said that, but that would seem to me to be a pretty much perfect background to launch a consumer PR firm. Um, which so was it by design or no, did you? No, it was so, never by design. I didn't, you know, I'm a girl from Wales. I didn't even know what PR was. Yeah, I basically just wanted to to sort of be Tom Jones's groupie, and someone just sort of said, you know, you can actually <laughs> maybe you should try PR, and it was kind right. of I have no idea what that is. Um, I, you know, I I went off and did a fine art degree in Brighton. I then went to LCP and did photography. Um, people like Rankin were a year below me, so it was kind of exciting times. Um, I was never very commercially minded. I was very fine art, but you know, I didn't have a silver spoon in my mouth, so I had to find a way of, you know, how can I actually Making make some, some money. money out of this? Right. And then I remember sitting on a beach. I used to live in Brighton with uh, with people I went to college with, and um, and just came across a, a course at um, Cardiff Journalism School in journalism. I thought, well, I don't mind writing. I couldn't kind of do that. So I went for an interview and bizarrely got got a place um, and then just did that. And, and from there, again, didn't really know what to do. Um, but you, but you, never, you were never a journalist. You came out of there and, and went into, into public I'd, relations. I'd sort of written for local papers okay. and, you know, I'd taken photos, done the, the sort of in Brighton. I did the listings press and things like that. Um, but it never all sort of tied together. Yeah. Um, and then uh, someone I went to college with was working at Conan Wolf, which at the time was a brand new sort of uh, consumer shop. Um, and, and I joined there. And then I sort of got into PR, but I got into it in a very sort of, uh, I joined the visa team in a corporate world where you were just sort of sitting there going, oh my God, how do I do this? But um, Not quite what I... Not quite what I'd, I'd sort of uh, imagined, but it was good. And it was really good. It was great. I so had you a, learned... You learned how to do it, basically. Yeah, and I had you know. a really good, encouraging boss, my sort of first boss, a guy called Peter Halliday, who sort of, you know, he'd, he'd give me the briefs, which were like the photography um, briefs, you know, go out and design this up or do this. So he kind of um, he kind of sort of encouraged that as well as... And he knew which bits you were, you were likely to be good at, I guess. Yeah, right. yeah. And then they won the Whitbread account, and then it was kind of like... Hello, can I work on beer? And I've worked on on sort of booze brands ever since, and right. absolutely love it. Um, but I think it was all of that. You know, I went from Conan Wolf to Red to Shanwick to Cow, and I think all of those agencies gave you good discipline. They gave you the sort of the structure, the templates, the how to do something, and then Cow gave me the freedom to actually do what I probably always wanted to do. 
which was the because I mean red you must very consumer work at red I would imagine yeah so, it was brilliant because right. you know. I so think so, I said so you, I when started. you said the cow doing a bit, do you mean from a running your own business perspective, or do you mean the type of work as well? Just to... I think it was from my my own sort of being able to do my own campaigns and, okay. and sort of really. You've been run in charge. From them. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. And um, you joined. I remember you saying you, you joined Red at the same day as Mike Morgan. I did. Right? It was the same week as Mike Morgan. Same actually, as well, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know that was a great agency. I must admit, it was uh, it was really exciting. It was incredibly hard work. I'm sure Mike would say still is. It probably uh, still is. You know, it was, (laughs) you'd have nine accounts and you'd work from sort of, you know, nine till nine. Um, And it was the time of Leslie Brendan and David. And Leslie, I think, was that person that instilled that thing of never be satisfied with with the ordinary. Go off and, and just, you know, take an idea. Don't make it boring. Just try and do something else with it. Okay. Be brave. Yeah, which is quite when you live in that. I mean, I've, I don't think I've ever lived in that or worked, I should say, in that sort of environment. But that must be quite liberating, um, challenging, but very in at Red. You mean? Yeah, well, yeah. In, within that culture. I mean, at Red it or was anywhere very else, fast. You know, you know be... um, I think I sort of said to you, I was about the fifteenth person that joined there, and uh, and you know, it was it was it's a good it was a good ground. You know, yeah. Mark Perkins was there with me, um, Warren from W was really? there. Oh, yeah, so it was. Um, you know, it was I hadn't realised they'd known each other for that long. Those two, yeah, okay, yeah, right, yeah. So it was a good, it was a good grounding. Okay, and then you, um, so you, it was Conan Wolf Red, and then you uh, basically launched Cow. I went to Shanwick for a little. Oh, while. that's right. I thought that yeah. was, was asked. Yeah, right, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I probably wasn't necessarily cut out for, cut out for, for Shanwick. Shanwick. Right, or yeah. they, or they for you, but yeah. Yeah, it's not that it's bad. It's just probably wasn't me and it was a few years back so yeah um okay now what the other thing i want to talk to you about um because there is a, a lot of chat at the moment interesting chat about um i don't know the genesis of, of create the creative process and, and 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 well whether it is a process or whether it's just about the individual and that the talent that that individual may have um and lots of people I speak to tell me that it's a process, possibly because they're trying to be polite or uh, and not offend anybody. But um, I can see that 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 methodology and that that idea. So I'm not I'm not saying that's necessarily wrong. But I know you don't think it is a process. You think it's all about the individual, don't you? So to just talk me. I think about there's a little bit is. of 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 a mixture of both. But okay. I do actually think. Um, it, you know, there's obviously processes which, you know, sort of creative pairs. I find, to be honest, I find that the most useful um, thing of actually getting everybody involved in, in sort of creativity. Just tell me how it, that works, creative pairs? Oh, you just, you just match people up. You give them a brief. But you set, instead of actually just sort of going, come up with an idea about this, it's actually about structuring a brief. So you've already dissected the brief to actually, so people have different different challenges to actually work on so you're not all coming so back you, with the you same split thing. the brief down into various yeah. parts and, yeah, yeah, and split yeah. it between two but yeah. various, as many pairs of people yeah. as you, you and maybe you've put got a you really want. senior person with a junior person okay and then you get something and it, it sort of centers people's minds as opposed to actually sort of you know taking everybody into a room with a big bag of haribos yeah and hoping for the best i've always found those situations perfectly useless perfectly useless yeah. or or sort of you know 
I'm not the biggest fan, I must admit. I know they work for some people, but I'm not the biggest fan of, of sort of uh, curated brainstorms either. You know, when no. you're sort of, well, tell me all the things that would sack a client, you know, and you just ended up with a list of all the things that, you know, would get you sacked by a client, not actually coming out with, with sort of great thought process. So I don't. I don't actually think there's an off-the-shelf situation, you know, solution for for creativity, um, and I do think I think it's really hard work. I think it's yeah. just genuinely hard work, and sometimes I don't think it actually gets the the credit that it deserves. You know, when sort of clients say, "I'd want creative ideas by tomorrow," and you're just kind of like, "No, it's." You can get some ideas, but they're not going to be great. Mm. They're just going to be sort of, you know, watered down. They haven't got any thought, proper thought process to them. Um, but I good ideas think, do take time, don't they? they I think they take I time. Know, fine wine's too cheesy a remark to say, but it does. You know, I think I've nailed an idea, and then you you just give it a bit of time, and it does get better. It does. Yeah, tweak it, or you it? you sort of. You know, an idea doesn't doesn't live with one person, but it can start mm. with one person. Yes. And I think a sort of a a really good creative is able to think a little bit like we talked about an art college and going to art college. You look at something which is is sort of you look at like the ordinary and a little bit of the less ordinary. So you take a brief and I suppose this is where my background in art might be quite good, is you take a brief and you kinda of go, How do you make it sort of different how do you actually take a different sort of look on this and I think creators are very good at that but they also have the time to actually do it most of the time you know but that sounds like a process to me so or or maybe not I don't because that sounds like it's about asking questions and and analysis yeah maybe there is okay so it's a bit of a process but I don't think there's a a sort of um off the shelf process for everybody to be creative okay so it's different for depends on your I think a really on good your, creative. On your mood, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's just the way that, you know, you you do look at things and you do absorb things slightly differently. So maybe there is a process, but I don't think it's a process which is a, a, an open brainstorm and all of a sudden everyone's coming no. out with great ideas. Okay. I don't think that works at all. Um, and just go back to, to what we, your, your, your other, the other side of it, which is, it's about the individual and that the talent that that individual has because that's that's equally as interesting and I'm sure equally as valid. Um, what what what's, is there a sort of a, a thing that you can you can identify as a, as a, a, a creative talent that makes people good at that element of the job? Or yeah. so what is that? Yeah, I think you can. I think you can actually tell when when someone's actually you know great at coming up with that nugget. You know, some people sort of are, are not confident about it, um, which is, you know, you've got to try and pull that out. Some people are actually just amazingly good at taking an idea and making it work, which sometimes a creative can't do. They can't take it into that that sort of, you know, uh, yeah. How do you actually make it go through the business? How do you, how does it actually, you know, how do you make it so it feels right for the client? This okay, all so well of, and good for actually coming up with a creative idea, but does it actually deliver what that client needs? So, sort of pure creativity and then I don't know, practical creativity. I call it traffic, you know, it's that it's that filtering process. Right. So, it's understanding how to take a creative idea and filtering it through, and then I think at the end of the chain is actually a very good client. Okay. You know, if you've got a client who isn't actually um, able to see a really good idea, you're not going to get it through, or right. 
all they're actually wanting to be just a lazy is the wrong word, but show me proof much, of concept not on that. Proof, yeah, <laughs> not wanted to put so much effort into something. It's kind of like a good idea takes a takes a lot of hard work from everyone. Okay, so it's that, but just thinking about that so you've got you you have to have all of those three things don't you You have to have your pure creative idea these these may be the same people doing this stuff i don't know um and then you have to have the sort of the filter to make it practical and workable yeah and then you have to have a client who's frankly going to believe in it and buy it yeah um okay so it's quite a well that's how you get the best ideas yeah and that can ideal world and that process can take half an hour it can take three months yeah it just depends on the yeah the, the, the what the nugget is Okay. Um, is it hard to find creative people then? I'm just trying to work yeah. that. So, I think I, it is. I, and I think that's I didn't why... prep you on this. So, you, no. Is it a... How many truly creative people do you think you've, you've met in your... And oh, they're all employed? I, I would say? actually say truly, truly... Uh, no, I don't like to... I'd, I'd hate people to think that they're not creative. I suppose it's a bit of a I mean, spectrum, it's sort isn't of, it? It's in that sort of, yes. And I'd, I'd, I'd hate that. You know, it's kind of like, you know, we, we try and foster creativity. We try and foster sort of, you know, as much. Cre- but as a as a sort of solid creative, I'd say, I'd say one hand. Okay. Wow. And that's... That's taking, not very many. No. No. No, I don't think there are. Okay. But then I don't think there's sort of, you know, you could say exactly the same, that there's not many amazing account handlers or... You know, the all-round person mm. is is a thing of you know a beauty if you can get them, but they don't usually exist. No. Um, but I think do, do, real do, good creatives are hard to get. Just to explain. Have you seen? And I don't see that. People, quite a few people have tried. Have you see, seen many ad creatives come over to PR and that that move that yeah. works, or yeah. are they? So it's a. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's um, what, that's kind of reassuring to your theory. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because you would, if your theory's right, then creatives should be able to make that jump from yeah. one channel to another. You know, I don't think creatives come from sort of PR. Creatives come from brand. It doesn't matter what discipline they came from at right. all. You know, we've used ad creatives in the past. Jack, who who sort of runs our social, amazing creative, and him and Matt actually bounce amazing ideas off each other. Um, and Jack came from uh, A Thousand Heads, which is a sort of, you know, a brand, you know, sort of word of mouth agency. Um, I, I, you know, I don't I don't need PR discipline no. people. I just need people who are really it's into brands. The, OK. All right. Um, what is it about, I suppose, Cal's structure and culture probably as well that has enabled you, do you think, to... Oh yeah, over a long period of time, eighteen years, produce such creative work. Um, and I don't want to over uh, over emphasize it, but you've you're quite you know you're, you're not it, three million pound business is an impressive business. It takes some building. I don't want to, but you're quite in the grand scheme of agencies in London, you're definitely punching above your weight in terms of creativity, aren't you? So, how have you done that? What's the? Is there a secret? I suppose if it was a secret. You'd, <sighs> Yeah, um, I, I don't think there is a secret. I think, um, uh, do you know, it's very self-contained, Cow. It's a really sort of weird thing, you know. It's like I sort of said to you today, I don't really usually do any interviews. I don't really talk about it. It's sort of very self-contained. Whether that's good or whether that's bad, I really don't know. It's sort of worked from my perspective. Um, it's kind of a very nurturing place. Um, but on the flip side, it's really, really challenging. So... Um, 
you know, as I uh, template PR is, it, it just bores me. I couldn't do this for 18 years if that's what we were going to churn out every day. Um, so the teams are constantly made to actually sort of think about things differently. You know, uh, do we do things differently yeah, to anyone that? else? I don't know. How but. do you do that? How do you make somebody think about things diff- differently? We do things like make yourself more interesting fund where people are made to go and do something different. So right. we've had break dancers, we've had DJs, we've had um, pole dancers, we've had, you know, what, so masses. You, you, if, if I work at Cow, every yeah. now and again they say, right, Ben, you're going to go and do some pole dancing or you're no, going to learn you, how to break you, dance. We have something called bovine brekkie. So bovine brekkie is like a three-week, uh, you know, we do it every sort of other week. Um, during that time you'll go, okay, I'm going to have do my make yourself more interesting fund I can get 300 well 400 pounds what am I going to do you have to pitch it to the company and it's like is it going to make you any more any more okay. interesting bank? so I go out and, f- and so I'm, I'm essentially pitching you yeah saying What's make you with, more with interesting? sort of underlying theme that Ben you're getting a bit boring yeah and, it's not that it's about trying I'm, to get I'm out joking. of the PR world but, but then you're but then I, so I say right yeah. John you're going to give me 400 quid no you do a presentation for me Ben and you then, do a presentation yeah, yeah, to that. the company and, yeah. and then I, I yeah. and people either say no Ben you're still boring or yeah, yeah that could that will that, make you a bit yeah. less boring Ben yeah. okay I like that yeah. and and the thinking of that is it just gets my I mean presumably that doesn't necessarily make its way into a a, a pitch or a new business idea anytime soon no, but, but it, it just gets it my mind the ethos of the company and we've done it okay. for years you know but what does that do to my mind do you think that this just gets me that makes takes me to a happier more cheerful place where I'm able to come with more creativity I think it takes you to a place where you just go actually you know sometimes get out of the office and go and do something different okay you know it's kind of like um car is also made up of i'd like to think not typical sort of you know not you it's made up of a, a sort of a mad mixture of people and right. i think that makes it sort of quite healthy it's too. a bit different from your average corporate pr shop shall we say yeah i'm right. not particularly interested if, if someone's got a degree from oxford i'm not particularly interested in someone who's, who's got a degree you know i i sort of for me i'm kind of more interested in people who walk through the door and just go i'm really interested in this brand you know i'm not particularly interested in people who come in and just kind of go I'm really passionate about PR and you kind of go how are you passionate about PR PR is just a function it's just a way of doing something it's a way of actually just talking about a brand in another way but you can't get passionate about it so you know it's sort of some some people can but yeah really well really I'm with you but um, but just going back a minute there the it, it, it just made me think about something that I've always um, believed when it comes to creativity is that confidence is is so important, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. If you haven't got confidence, creativity is is much much harder, right? I think it can be absolutely right? crippling. Yeah. I really do. And I think sometimes you know it's uh, you know we're guilty as much as anybody else of just like going, no. If, if time is not the essence, it's kind of like no. Come on, quick, quick, quick. Need an idea. Um, but we we do try our best to not actually do that. And but, but when you're feeling, you know, we all have it. We mm. all some days we all feel better better than but we have better days than others, don't we? Yeah. So it's uh, I'm not trying to make any great generalisations, but to to have to come up with that on demand. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I can be pretty creative, I reckon, but on other days I would imagine I'd be utterly hopeless. Do you know? What I mean? So it's a kind yeah. of a um, it's a certain type of person who has that. I don't know that. 
they're not that cocky creatives that I've met anyway. That they have, they must have an think, inner confidence. I don't think creatives are cocky. No, I they're think not. They're very analytical, and I okay. think that's what works. So it's a funny mixture, isn't it? It's a You've, strange mixture. Okay. You know, if you if you sort of, um, you know, you see the way that Matt works. If you can't get to an idea. Um, you know, and it's a, it's a, it's an all agency process. It's not just Matt sitting no. in a corner, you know, coming up with ideas all the time. But he will actually he will go off and and he'll he'll come back and it's just like, how did your mind even go there? Right. How did it, where did it go? Um, and I just don't think that can be taught. I really don't. You know, right. people are just. But there's simpler ideas that can be can be sort of eased out of people. Um, and and it's not just the simple ideas. It's kind of like taking that idea that maybe Matt came up with or one of us came up with mm. and just going, but we could build it up this way. Tweak it, yeah. Yeah. But that's the other bit I always think is that I don't see a lot of correlation between complicated ideas and, and, and great creativity. I mean, most, most, yeah. the best creative ideas are pretty simple, aren't They're they? They're really simple. Yeah. So They're really simple. Which makes the hindsight thing so much more frustrating, doesn't it? Cause yeah. Like, why didn't I know. think of that? But yeah. 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 They right. are really simple, but it's kind of um, I quite like ideas that make you smile. Right. Yeah, I quite like Taylor Heron makes me smile actually. Yeah, they're on a roll at the moment. Yeah. Aren't they? Um, final question for me: how, how do you think history will judge us from a creative perspective? Are we? Uh, is there's a certain school of thought? That I think that that PR in London is. On the con- on the consumer shop side of things, is 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 doing pretty good work at the moment. Yeah. But I just wonder if that's a bit echo chambery, and maybe maybe we're not doing quite as good a work as we all think we might be doing. I think it's an interesting one, and it's something that's been banded about, you know. And I've tried to deliberate it for years and years and years, you know. And we work so much in an integrated way now with ad agencies, and I'd say the ideas that we're coming up with are are the same, if not better. Um, but a marketeer will still go, okay, so PR, you've got £170,000, you know, I mean, £130,000 to play with, and uh, and the ad agency, you've got uh, you've got £1 million. And it's kind of like, I think there's a big job to be done for PR. But just doing it, and the, the reality of that means what? So you, um, you've all been given the same brief as the ad, yeah. PR guy and the ad guy. Yeah, you might have even come up with the idea. Exactly, you've come up with the idea. Yeah. But then... So the client's using that idea. Yeah. They're using your idea. Yeah. And giving you something like 130 grand. Yeah. And the ad company, a million. Yeah. So the reality is you've given your idea away for free. Yeah. And you're getting about, well, 13% compared yeah. to what the ad guy is getting. Yeah. That's not a good, it's not a good way it of going, is. is it? I think, you know, I think that all stems down to sort of. Um, PR not being measurable from the very beginning. You know, it's kind of like you can give them a KPI, but actually, you know, a media buyer can go, well, it's going to be, you know, it's that. It's a, it's that's total, a lot of that's total bluff, though, smoke isn't it? And exactly. Yeah. Total smoke and mirrors. You know, and it's, I think it's sort of our job to just challenge that and go, actually, did that, is that really going into mm. your target? Is that really touching the people who you yeah. want to touch? You know, it's kind of, you know, you might have reached a million people, but how many people actually give a shit about that at the very end? Yeah. You've got figures but how much you know and it's this thing of you know bought social is quite good for PR I think you know it all ties together we've always done social in PR for as long as we can imagine actually but um, it has metrics and marketeers love metrics and and social gives you those metrics so it's an easier sell I think but you know again it's kind of you've got a point on the on the on the the, that you know 
it's just a theme that comes up every time. But that the whole evaluation thing is, you know, in a way, yeah, we're right to be self-critical. But it's not a bad point. Another side of it is there's probably e- e- an equal amount to be gained by casting some doubt on uh, the 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 other areas of Marcom's mix. You know, their evaluation methodologies because they they are frankly no more robust than ours um oh it's so... just literally they're just numbers mm. and it's kind of you know i think sort of pr suffers in the fact that you know maybe if a story could fly maybe it couldn't mm. if it's not going to fly maybe you shouldn't do it you should yeah. know before it's before you sort of set off whether well, or not it's going to fly well although in your, i suppose in your line of work and it happens on for pr yeah. firms is that you know t- the timing doesn't work there's some big news item that means you don't get it doesn't fly as much as it was going to that yeah. day, but so. But that's said, if that's it's news of... critical. Okay. You know, if it's not news critical, you can actually, yeah. you know, you should have worked out by now that there's different routes in. You know, it shouldn't just be one day selling. Yeah. Okay. So you that know. gives you the flexibility to tweak yeah. and. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, but I do think it's interesting, and I've been yeah, I wax lyrical about it all the time because it annoys the hell out of me. I was going to wrap it up then, but I just realised you hadn't answered my question. Oh, How really? will history judge us, do you think? Is it, do you think we're doing okay work, good work, amazing work? Uh, I'd like to think better than 18 years ago. Okay. I think it's actually a little bit more exciting and maybe there's a bit more respect for the creative idea than there was 18 years ago. Okay, but, and that's moving, things are moving on in a, in, a, in, a, in a sort of smooth progression. We're not saying that nine years ago things were even better, if you see what I mean. It was, it was a... Um, the, the sort of the, the, the power of creativity in, has increased over that period. I think I think I think it is. I think sort of creativity is creativity is actually sort of um, it's, it's very important at the moment. Actually, so I think it's probably at a high. Whether or not we'd actually make a mark, I don't know. Actually, I think that's up to agencies to to you know. There's always this sort of fight with ad agencies, but actually we've got to find a different way to to sort of talk to people. There won't be papers at one point you know so I don't know that's a whole nother podcast that's a whole new world yeah sure I don't know thank you very much indeed pleasure thanks for listening to the PR Moment podcast produced in association with the Marketeers Network if you'd enjoyed the show please do review us on iTunes and give us a decent rating